Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line. She is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third. Scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan back to talk about another Yankee series. We are brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Give us those five-star ratings if we're so worthy. And Sean, if we're talking about the Yankees, that was looking looking at about a zero star rating I was preparing for at the uh, at the start of this series against the Rays when we were there at the stadium on Friday night. I could not have foreseen this drastic of a turnaround. I mean, the Yankees continued to look dead in the water offensively in that uh, first game against Tampa Bay, and then scored ten runs in back to back games against Tampa pitching. That's pretty impressive and then all of a sudden you're back to five and a half up in the division and three days are knocked off the calendar no more head-to-heads left with Tampa and suddenly you're feeling a little bit better about potentially avoiding a historic collapse I mean it it goes from the lowest of lows with the Hicks debacle in left field on on Friday to put them down for nothing and they claw back in that game and and come a couple feet short um you know, of a tie game from from Glaber hitting the home run. And then the next day, all of a sudden, they woke up and you start getting news that Rizzo is is back and, and doing baseball activities. And you got every reliever under the sun throwing for Somerset on rehab assignments. And, um, you know, LeMahieu probably be back with the next homestand, they say, and, and, and Rizzo even before that. So all of a sudden... You know, you get Donaldson back and and Stanton back, and we're off and running. And and I think the biggest thing is is Glaber. He Glaber Day came a, a week late. He was he was one week late, 
but uh you know he huge performance on on sunday and and hopefully that gets him going and gets him some confidence but um you know absolutely wonderful turnaround for the series and you know what we could have been looking at a dire situation now you're five and a half back kind of a soft part of the schedule coming up here and uh, hopefully getting some reinforcements quickly Oh yeah, I I felt that Friday night leaving the stadium was was my rock bottom as a Yankee follower and fan of, of this season. I I had I I really thought I had been kind of beaten into submission by this team's struggles and so many injuries and just with how many people are out and how they were performing offensively without a lot of their normal contributors and another head-to-head loss to the Rays. I I think I think Friday was when I kind of resigned myself to the idea of like they're probably going to blow this division lead and we're going to be having to worry about a wild card series and whether it's going to be because of injuries or because so many people outside of Judge aren't hitting. I I thought this was it. I thought the Yankees were cooked in in the AL East and that the Rays were going to catch them and that we were going to be looking at a game and a half lead in the division by the time we talked here today. And then the bats woke. They woke up in a huge, huge way. I mean, and doing it in all different ways, like you mentioned, Glaber, opposite field power is back. It looks like he takes a home run the other way. He had uh, a base hit the other way in Saturday's game to start the scoring. His walk rate is the highest it's been monthly all season here in September. I know it's a smaller sample size, but his hard hit rate this month is right back to where it was in June when he was putting. Uh, some finishing touches on what was a legitimate all-star case that he he didn't get. But Torres is a huge, huge X factor for, for the Yankees because we know what he did in 2018 and 2019. He showed you that he's able to carry a team in a playoff game like he did in game one of the 2019 ALCS. So Torres is huge for this team. He looks like he's getting back to what he was before, which was you know, showing some more plate discipline and hitting balls the opposite way with authority. And I think having Torres back and Stan also looking like he's getting some of his timing back. I mean, if you can hit a home run on a 47-mile-an-hour pitch and then hit a 94-mile-an-hour pitch out of the park a day later, that's seems like your timing's, timing's getting back. So a- after genuinely believing that this, uh, you know, desperate – desperate attempt to hold on to this division lead was was gone i think uh hope hope's definitely been rejuvenated i mean yeah you go from what they were three and a half when we left on on friday well we left early just to be to be honest with everybody. yeah well that's because the ceremony went long it was super late and yeah. took us two hours and, and, and you wouldn't want to watch that offense anymore either <laughs> no i mean look i think when i was younger i never understood why people left early and then you get a, a house and a yard and responsibilities and a full-time job and you're like man I'm, I'm tired before i even get to the ballpark so i gotta get it um but yeah now we both kind of look at each other like this stinks do we really want to do we really want to be dragging our rears tomorrow for for this and the yankees the next day said you know what we're, we're back. We, yeah, we they were not we dragging their their rears the next back day. Back to back 10 spots. And, you know, honestly, um, I, I said it to myself on Saturday afternoon, but I thought once Stanton got one, I said, this is the this is the biggest swing of the series because now he's going to roll. And that's how it is with Stanton. They come in. They're like bananas. They come in bunches. 
And, he'd also um, been he'd also been smoking a lot of balls before these home runs this weekend. A lot of them were on the ground. Some of them were line drive short hops that were, you know, that led to outs. But it seemed like he was starting to get his his mojo back before these these two home runs. But it was very funny watching him smoke a forty seven mile an hour pitch off the foul pole. That was pretty funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, and uh, look, he goes uh, one for two yesterday with two walks. That's that's huge, picking up the baseball well. Um, and and yeah, we're we're off and running. Donaldson looks like he's got a little father strength. Congrats to Jose Trevino for becoming a father. He'll be back for the Fenway series. And uh, I the most exciting thing for me about Jose becoming a father is it just guarantees another walk off next year on on the on the kid's birthday for sure. <laughs> um because he's magical like that but yeah i mean it look it was it was a really frustrating start to the series like we said but then they come back with uh two really uh really convincing wins um you know i wish i was candidly i was cutting the grass up until about two o'clock on um saturday and i came in and i'm like seven nothing what and and you can't believe it because how did this team put up seven runs but they did and um you know they're off they're off to the races so yeah, it Very. was it was it was unbelievable. And when's, you know, the, when's the last time they had a win that relaxing, by the way? I, that is a great that is a great question. I I mean, every game has been clo- a lot. A lot of games they lose are close lately. A lot of games they win are close. So yeah, after there was a ton of very enjoyable laughers earlier in the season. But I don't I don't know. I, I really can't think of one. I mean. I, the only one that comes to mind, and we have to look at the date, is uh, let me look at it right now, actually, so I'm correct. Uh, but the first game of the Oakland series, they won yes. 13 to four. But that was late. I was going to bed at that point. That was yeah. just the night I didn't have to wake up and, and check the score. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was on that was on August 25th. So that was you know that was a solid almost three three weeks ago. And looking at the schedule, there have not been any other kind of cozy wins. Couldn't uh, couldn't have been better timing too. You got a Saturday, you're up seven nothing. You could go do whatever it is you want to do, and then you got a football Sunday. You're up ten to one after the second inning. You could go watch football if you want to watch football. It, it's easy. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, now let's go do the same thing up at Fenway, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're obviously big uh, supporters of of the home run. There is no better or more productive hit in in baseball. But I will say there is also something oddly satisfying about just stringing together so many so many singles. And the Yankees started Saturday with seven in a row, which was the most they've ever opened a game with since 1990, That's the year great. the year I was born. Exactly. And we had who we had Mattingly involved in that rally, Kevin Moss. Uh, I can't remember some other names that were tartable, maybe. No, but what's funny is that the so the Yankees. I mentioned that franchise record, but the most 
singles to start a game before the Yankees on Saturday was the Royals in 1988 against the A's. And Danny Tartable was in that lineup because he was still with Kansas City at that time. So he was in there, George Brett, Bo Jackson. Um, they, they were all part of that. The uh, the inning I always obviously I, I was probably two and a half years old that in 1990. But the inning I always think about with all the singles is 98 game one or game two, excuse me, of the World Series when they opened up. I think it was five straight hits off of Ashby. I think yeah. And then and then 98 ALCS against Jared Wright in game one. No, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking. of. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Game two of the 98 World Series is when the Padres made a the catcher made like three errors or something like that. Yeah, they won that game like it was. It was Sada and Bernie hit homers. I I remember that. The yeah. Bernie one they always show the the catcher's cam view whenever they show the replay of the home. Oh, yeah. Bring that back. That that's a cool thing. Yeah, I, I actually love that view. Yeah, used well, to see us, it on give us Sunday night baseball. View. Yeah, give us an umpire view. That'd be fun seeing what the umpire sees. And then you'd be like, could you have called that? And be like, yes. <laughs> that is a good idea. But uh, Well, they're changing a bunch of rules. So maybe you can send a letter to Manfred and get that one up, pop that one on the docket when they uh, when they vote for some new rules in 2024. Now that 2023 has some new stuff coming. I, I don't know. I left a Manfred a nasty voicemail in the off season <laughs> after the lockout. I did. I called the commissioner's office. Good. Well, I'm I, sure he listened to it. I don't know. I you never look. Our our grandfather, who's a Red Sox fan, after the Boone home run in 03, wrote a letter to the Red Sox detailing what they needed to do <laughs> to win. And the next year, is they won the first time in 86 years. You don't know how this stuff works, Ryan. That's true. But uh, yeah, no, it's always just fun to air your frustrations. And and I was mad that they were canceling games and i just called up out of anger <laughs> if my i know my wife doesn't listen to the podcast but if she did she would tell me i have no life um which i don't but anyway sure I would, people I, who are listening will tell you the same yeah nobody's nobody's listening but uh also <laughs> our boy as waldo coming up with his first career home run good for him it's amazing i just feel so good right now because you had two blowout wins against the guy the team that's chasing you you hear these guys are coming back, and then you get a little good juju with uh, Oswaldo hitting a home run. Josh Donaldson's a father; maybe he'll be a changed man for a change. Like, you, well, you let's know. let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's still bat flipping singles, so I think Donaldson is is still Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe he was a little rusty after being gone a couple days, but he did make sure he got all of it his next at bat. And and Higgy Higgy had a three hit game in the opener, including a home run. So he which was, I called. You did. You called it. <laughs> for anyone it. for anyone wondering, we always anytime we're going to a game, we pick a player, usually two actually, sometimes that we think are gonna hit a home. There weren't run enough game. options. But there weren't enough choices with this uh triple A lineup. So I decided and we and we started it by saying neither of us could pick judge. And I and I went Higgy. And uh yeah, we went deep, made it a game. They almost they almost came back. But even with that fight at the end of the game, I was I was still convinced that we were going to be getting ready to see who we were going to face in the wild card series pretty soon. But I mean, what what a response from the Yankees. 